You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Happy Friday from Sprott Money News at SprottMoney.com. It is Friday, June the 5th of the year 2020, and it's time for your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us today, as usual, is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, good morning, Craig. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting morning. We've had a miraculous turnaround in the economy here in May, so I hear this morning. So let's be better chat about that. <laughs> miraculous is a one sure way to put it. Hey, and, and just remind everybody, as apparently things are turning around, businesses are coming back online, we're getting some semblance of normalcy back. Just want to remind everybody that uh, even though shipping precious metals continues to be an insurance risk, with the COVID-19 legislation, you can still purchase precious metals from Sprott Money. Or you can simply call us, 888-861-0775. We'll ship your metals to you as soon as it's safe to do so. You can also store your your purchases with us in safe, secure locations throughout North America and internationally. If you want to learn more, again, SprottMoney.com or call us at 888-861-0775. Eric, I've been on vacation all week. When I left uh, last Friday, gold was pushing towards seventeen fifty, and silver was pushing toward eighteen fifty. Uh, and then I all of a sudden I looked this morning, and gold's down back below seventeen hundred, and silver's back to seventeen fifty. What I missed this week? Well, the riots were better than expected. The job <laughs> numbers are better than expected. Uh, interest rate uh, uh, have gone up which is undoubtedly better than expected. Uh, everything's better than expected. So, you know, we got to buy stocks and obviously sell gold here because things are going so well. So we'll just have to uh, watch that play out here. Um, for those who don't know, the job numbers was theoretic, well, was reported as up 2.5 million jobs in May. So you can forget each week's unemployment insurance claims that came out in May that probably added up to 15 million. Those people obviously don't count in the jobs numbers, I suppose, somehow, uh, which sort of goes back to I've always said I don't ever believe these employment numbers, never have at any time. And, of course, now I just find it totally ridiculous to think that net jobs were up in May. I, I, I just I'm shaking my head at it. But anyway, that's what's reported. We have to live with it. Uh, and I guess, unfortunately, the bond market has to live with it, too, as rates have shot up from uh, probably uh, 65 basis points at the beginning of the week to 90 basis points this week. Nothing untoward come out of that. Uh, everything's good in the land of just keep the, your finger on the, on the buy button here, and things seem to go up all the time. So we'll have to work our way through that. Well, it sets up an interesting next week then, apparently, because uh, the Fed is going to meet again. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. Be curious to see what they have to say about all of this. Well, they're going to have a bit of a tough time here with rates having gone up in the uh, 10-year. I'm talking about 10-year yields here. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, now that the economy is so strong and the market's so strong, perhaps there shouldn't be any QEs. Of course, what would the ultimate effect be on that to the real economy that isn't recovering? Uh, that's going to be a hard little uh, two-step for those people to work through when everything theoretically is so great in the financial markets. But then again, that's just about, you know, the ECB and the Fed, the BOJ and everyone else spending all sorts of money buying various asset classes. And I can guarantee you at street level, nothing good is happening. So uh, 
someday we're going to have we're going to have to have a, a meeting of minds here to decide whether things really are better or are they not better. And I don't know how anyone can conclude can conclude that they're better. I don't think they're better for one second. And I've said this many, many times. I hate this word. We beat this. We beat that. And, uh, you know, we're going to obviously get better economic data. It can't get any worse. We're like down 40 percent right. GDP, probably. So if you're down 38, it's better. If you're down 36, it's better. But it's not exactly a V recovery. So. There's lots to be concerned about. The China thing just seems to get worse by the day. I don't. The U.S. dollar is uh, almost tanking here. Although maybe data that that uh, the U.S. dollar will strengthen here. Let me just look and see what's going on. It's up eight basis points, uh, but it's in the 96s now. You were away for a week. You weren't watching it. You probably when you left, it was in the 98s, and now it's in yeah. the 96s. So there's been uh, some weakness there. Doesn't seem to help, though. That's for sure. What did I miss yeah. this week on uh, yeah. Comex and uh, and with the well, ETFs? Sure. Well, there's been lots of excitement in the precious metals area. Certainly on the Comex, uh, we've had huge deliveries of gold contracts and uh, continual buying of the June contract. So we're going to have even more uh, deliveries in when you left. I we're going to have. I think we're already in the forties of thousands of contracts delivered, which is well north of 120 tons here. Um, And the open interest is not even going down by the same amount as the deliveries, excluding the EFPs. So in both in both silver and gold, uh, between the deliveries and the exchange for physicals, the open interest does not go down. I still believe that uh, the guys that are short are hung here. They can't get off the contracts. And I monitor it every day, and I'm not disappointed whatsoever. I think there was actually one day when the uh, silver open interest was down. But, you know, you get deliveries, you get the EFPs. I mean, it should be going down because the contracts are leaving the COMEX and going over to the LBMA. But they're not going down at the same rate. So I think everything looks pretty good on that front. Uh, The ETFs had a record month in May. Uh, the gold ETF, I think, added 154 tons of gold. Wow. Uh, there's only there's only 200 produced a month, and between that and the 120 tons that that the uh, COMEX theoretically is delivering this month, I mean, of course, we that accounts for well over, you know, 150 percent of the monthly production right there. So, I think there's a, a distinct tightness, and it's a matter of the fight that goes on in the pits uh, to see whether the the commercials can extricate themselves from the shorts. And so far, they haven't been winning, but the price has gone down, which they can always do. They seem to be able to knock the price down almost at will. But did you cover the? Did you cover your short? No, you did not. You had to use some ammunition to knock the price down. You know that that's a good segue into one of the questions that came in this week, Eric, about. Uh, this current range that we're in, you know, we got all the way to uh, 1789, 1790 back in the part of April, which is now almost two months ago. And we've been kind of in a range ever since between about, oh, let's call it 1680 up to 1760. But the year is young. I mean, it's still only the first week of June. Uh, the question I want to know, what I mean, what do you think could be a catalyst later this summer, this fall to kind of break price upward out of this range? Sure. Well, I think there's two catalysts. 
and they might be somewhat interdependent. Uh, but I honestly believe, uh, you know, I've always been a believer that stock value should be a function of return on investment. You know, you're looking for some company to have a return on investment. And I suspect when we see these profit numbers and the outlooks for these corporations and realize how shallow, if any, return on investment is available there, that I think stocks ultimately will succumb. Um, and of course, the other thing that would play out in a separate thing, but also interdependent, is the whole physical situation where people are diversifying out of stocks. Maybe they'll start diversifying out of bonds with these huge sell-off in bonds here. And where do you go? I mean, stocks are essentially at all-time highs. And uh, as you know, there's been a great trend by uh, many advices, including J.P. Morgan came out last night, gold be overweighted. I don't know when the last time was that uh, that, that was done. but uh, So there is this recommendation to get into gold. I think it's obviously the place to be with all the worries that we should have. Watch the physical tightness and, uh, and just the, the, the non-V type recovery that this market's obviously hoping for. All right. I noticed that the shares moved a little bit this week, but with higher, I'm sorry, lower metal prices, uh, the share has been under pressure. I'm sure there have been some that have caught your eye as we've gone through the week. Anything you want to point out? Well, really, there's not a lot new. And so there, been, there haven't been many real drill results that have come out. So there's not much I can comment on there. But I will say that uh, I just want to explain one of the things I do. And if, I'm sure the listeners would appreciate it. I'm kind of playing with the house's money here. But I am looking for things that that can far outperform what the general uh, precious metals equities will do. And uh, that's kind of where I've been focused recently, uh, things that I've been uh, sort of reinitiating my involvement with. Uh, bought some uh, uh, Tudor and, and Teuton, the two companies that are involved in the Treaty Creek up in the uh, in the Golden Triangle. Uh, the drilling sounds to me like it's going to be pretty successful up there. And of course, we're hoping for very big things again, the tens of millions of ounces. So uh, I still have a big interest there. Uh, I, I've mentioned uh, Free Gold Ventures before. I think they'll probably get back into the field, hopefully uh, before the end of next week. Uh, there could be some very fast results there because both the holes that they ended up with ended up in gold. So they're going to go right back into them. And I think they'll know very quickly whether they have uh, significant results there. In, in silver, I still like Discovery because of its billion and a half uh, silver equivalent ounces. And, of course, this hope that the price of silver will surprise very, very much uh, on the upside. And, of course, Wallbridge... Uh, we should be getting some results somewhere along the line from old drilling that they've done, and maybe we'll even get some results from some of the new drilling. Uh, but it, uh, the ore body continues to shape up, and I just think it will get larger. So I'm, I'm kind of uh, focusing on those because I think that's where the gain will be the largest. There's other things one can buy. So, for example, you know, Jaguars is going to be good as a producer. Uh, pure gold mining uh, should be very interesting as they're getting close to production. So there's, but but those are not things that are going to go up by five and ten and who knows multiples of that times if if uh, these other fellows hit big where they're drilling. So that that's kind of where I'm 
focusing and uh, looking for the uh, large gold ring, not the small gold ring. Um, and Eric, you mentioned Wallbridge. Late last week, I recall, it not even been Friday last week, suddenly it spiked in price. And oh, yes. I had a couple people wondering what that was, and I'm just reminded of it now. Yeah. Can you? Yeah. Well, it was put into the uh, Morgan Stanley uh, small cap index. And it was kind of bizarre on the Friday because I think it technically closed at a dollar twenty-three or four, something like that. And then it reopened. It reopened at four ten and ended up closing. And um, what happens when you go in an index? There's what they call a market on close, and they say they announce I think fifteen minutes ahead of time that there's an imbalance in the market on close. And I forget what the imbalance was. They need something like seven. They need seven or ten million shares, and people line up to sell it based at at four o'clock the mar- at the close and when they first closed it they didn't get enough shares so they had to reopen it and it went to a higher price so it's because it went in that index now my understanding is it has a a very good chance of going into the gdxj index which will be announced very soon hmm. and my understanding is that that might uh cause a need for people to buy 20 million shares of Walbridge. So uh, that'll be interesting to see exactly how that plays out. But these index changes, of course, they work both ways. Novo went out of one of those indexes and sort of got crushed on the Friday. It's back up again. Uh, So the ones that go in go up, and the ones that go down kind of get hammered. So at least when you're sort of in an uptrend here, uh, typically the odds are you're going to get included into you know, more and more significant indexes as your market cap rises. And as funds come into the sector, people continue to get excited about owning precious metals. Kind of that rising tide lifts all boats in those uh, ETFs as well. Eric, it should be uh, an interesting week next, that's for sure. I don't know where we'll finish up today, but obviously it's it's going to be uh, probably red all the way through the close. But we'll get that, uh, that uh, Fed meeting next week, and it'll be curious to see what they have to say. I look forward to talking to you next Friday as well. Between uh, now and then, anything else that will be on your mind? Well, it, it's sort of, you know, I, I, I presume the insanity will prevail because uh, I just, I can't believe the number. I can't believe that any of the jobs number. I can't believe that anyone intellectually would discuss how good the jobs number was, okay? I mean, we get a report every week of the jobless claims, including last week when we had claims of, I think it was 1.8 million or something. Who in their right mind would think that we had net jobs added in May? I mean, that is such a farce. And it's unfortunately something that we all have to deal with, right? Yeah. And uh, those those of us in the gold and silver space, precious metal, always seem to be at the back end of that, the losing end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, you know, sanity will prevail someday. So fingers crossed. We'll look forward to a better week next week. Yes, we will. And again, on your way out, just remind you to stop by SprottMoney.com. That is your number one online bullion source for not only metal, but also precious metal storage. Always can find great insights there and also some deals. Again, SprottMoney.com or just call us 888-861-0775. Eric, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Maybe by next Friday we'll have... Uh, more fun things to talk about uh, rather than what we had to deal with today. Sure. Well, welcome back and get to work, Greg. Yeah, I'll see what... I think that's what the problem was. I wasn't watching this stuff all week, Eric. I've, I've got to have my finger on the button, too. See you then. 
All right. Thank you, Eric. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you again next Friday. 